0: Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com, that's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, GetPuroAir.com. Hello, welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 273 of Sustainable Minimalists, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, we are discussing countertop composters. They are hitting the market in a big way, and that's because countertop composters create nutrient-rich soil on your kitchen counter in 24-ish hours or less, and they do that without the smell or the hassle of schlepping your food waste to your outdoor compost bin. Now, Katie wrote to me and Katie asked specifically about the Lomi. She says, and I quote, I've been seeing a lot of ads for the Lomi composter. And one question I have is how much energy goes into making the compost and is it worth it? I know you've talked about composting before, but I was wondering if you would dig into these devices on a future episode. Katie. All right, Katie, we are doing exactly all that today. Now I should say, yes, you alluded to the fact that there are many brands on the market, that is true. There's the Vitamix Food Cycler, there's the Beyond Green Kitchen Waste Composter. Today we are specifically discussing the Lomi, and the Lomi's made by Pella. If you have an eco-friendly smartphone case on your smart device, it might be a Pella case. It's the same Pella. And so on today's show, we're discussing what are five benefits of this device, in my view, followed by five significant drawbacks. And then I'll give you my final word in the third part of today's show. Now, Katie's question specifically asked... About the energy requirements of the Lomi compost bin. And if that's all you're interested in today, my answer to Katie's question, you're going to find that in the second half of today's show. So feel free, go on with your bad self, skip ahead if you need to. But we're going to jump into the benefits of the Lomi composter now. So part one of today's show is the benefits to the loamy composter. And before I get into the benefits, I need to just say loud and proud for anybody curious that I am not getting paid a single cent for this episode, for this review. And so I hope you can trust me in the fact that everything I say on today's show, all the words that come out of my mouth, they are 100% mine. And so when we talk about the benefits of composting, no matter which of the ways you choose to compost, there are so many environmental benefits. And I know I'm sounding like a broken record. I say the same things over and over on the podcast. But for any new listeners who are concerned or confused as to why anybody in their wild dreams would ever want to compost... Food waste in landfills does not break down properly, but it does release methane, and methane is an extremely powerful and potent greenhouse gas, more potent and powerful even than carbon dioxide. So when we compost at home, when we take our perfectly decent food scraps and we compost them at home, we are creating compost, nutrient-rich soil for our plants. We're also helping to reduce our kitchen waste. So benefit number one to any composting, whether it's the Lomi, whether it's another kitchen composter, whether it's a pile in your backyard, whether it's worms under your kitchen sink, the number one benefit to composting in my view is it can reduce your waste significantly. The Lomi specifically says that it will reduce your household waste, your total waste by up to 50%. So what does that mean in real life? That means that if every Friday you put Two trash bags out on the curb for the lovely trash men and women to pick up. If you have a Lomi, Lomi says you'll only be putting out one bag of trash from here on out. Think about that for a minute. Think about that visual. Two bags of trash or one bag of trash? I have mentioned before on the show that I saw a dramatic decrease in the amount of trash that my household produces after getting serious about composting. The dramatic decrease was so pronounced, so much more significant than all of the zero waste swaps I had invested in combined. So if you want to get serious about waste reduction in your house, you need to compost. Perhaps you get the loamy, but perhaps, again, if you have outdoor space, you compost outside. I've done episodes on that before. And if that sounds like something that you're more interested in, I'll link to it in the show notes. But for every 100 pounds of food waste in our landfills, that translates into 8.3 pounds of methane that goes into the atmosphere. And over 20 years, methane has 86 times the global warming effect of carbon dioxide. So if you've invested in a hybrid vehicle or an electric vehicle, go you. Congratulations. But if you haven't taken a good, hard, and critical look at the amount of food you waste in your home you could be doing more to curb the creation of greenhouse gases. So that's one benefit. Benefit two to the Lomi is specific to the Lomi, and that is its sleek design. It is also quite quiet when it composts. It is the size of a bread maker. It is meant to sit on your counter. And in my humble opinion, the Lomi is so well designed that it is poised to become the new it item that people are destined to ask about when they come over for a dinner party at your house. We'll get more into that later, the consumerist side to the product. We'll get into that in the drawbacks, spoiler alert. But for now, let's just say that the Lomi is extremely visually attractive and minimalist in its design. Benefit number three to the Lomi is its super fast composting abilities. The Lomi specifically has three modes. Lomi Preferred, Eco Express, and Grow. Now each mode has different composting times. So the Lomi Preferred mode is the best overall for handling food waste and bioplastics. It breaks down the waste in eight hours. The Eco Express mode takes about 12 hours. And then the Grow mode is specifically designed just for food waste, and it takes about 12 hours to process the waste with the addition of water and a loamy pod. We'll get to that later as well. So if you need compost and you need it quick, the loamy is for you. I compost in my backyard in the tumbler, and it takes a good season, (laughs) a good 365 days to get compost. So the, the food waste that I'm putting into my tumbler now will not be compost until next spring. I could do some things to speed it up, but I'm lazy, so I don't. But that's another story for another day. So if you need compost and you need it now, the Lomi is for you. And my fifth and final benefit to the Lomi composter, in my humble opinion, is the fact that Pella, the corporation, is a certified B Corp. I've mentioned before, B Corps are my personal North Star. Whenever I see that certified B Corp certification on any marketing, I pay attention. And that's because in order to be a certified B Corp, that corporation puts the planet and the people before the profit. Now, by the way, if you want to know more about what I'm talking about, what a certified B corporation is, and other third-party certifications, check out episode number 121. It was still, to this day, one of my most favorite episodes to have researched. So, Pell is a certified B Corps. Now we're going to move into the drawbacks, but we're going to do so after a quick break and then we'll come right back. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items and yet somehow Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. And we are back. We are discussing countertop composters. Specifically, I'm giving you my personal review of the Lomi composter. We're now on to the drawbacks. I got five of them for you. Five benefits, five drawbacks. First drawback. If you are a family household, so if there's more than one or maybe two of you living in your home, the loamy may likely be way too small for all your food waste needs. Similarly, if you are actually hoping to use your compost in your outdoor garden or in your planters, you may be disappointed because you'll get less than a handful every time you run it. So not that much compost comes out. I'm a family of four and we have a lot of strawberry stems and ends of carrots and just a lot of food waste. So if my home was to rely solely on the loamy, we would have to be running it about two times a day. Drawback number two, in my view, is it is expensive. The countertop bin, so the sleek, minimalist design that you put on your counter that all your friends are going to ask about, it is 499 US dollars as of this recording. That to me prices out a lot of interested consumers. That's a lot of money. Drawback number three is related, which is essentially it is a subscription service. So you have to keep buying stuff to keep the loamy running the way the marketing materials tell you it will run. You have to buy the activated charcoal to keep the odors from infiltrating your kitchen. You have to keep purchasing what they call loamy pods, which are, and I quote, this is directly from the loamy website, loamy pods are, quote, a proprietary blend of probiotics that improves the speed of degradation, the reduction of smell, and most importantly, helps create the most healthy output to add to your gardens, lawns, and planters, end quote. I'm not sure I know what that means, but the loamy pods sound really important with regard to the functioning of this machine. So that subscription for enough activated charcoal and enough loamy pods, that is $39 every three months. They want you to just put your credit card in and they'll send it you what you need every three months. So $499 for the appliance and then $39 every three months for the extras. If you listen to this show religiously and you're up to date on my most recent episodes, you already know how I feel about subscription services and that's because I recently covered it. That was episode 268 if you missed it. Two more drawbacks for you. The next one is the materials it's made of. I had to search pretty darn hard to find out what the Lomi is actually made of, and when I got my answer, I was underwhelmed. According to Lomi's website, and I quote, Lomi is made of recyclable plastic, and the interior parts are metal. That's it. That's what I read. The website also goes on to say that they, of course, wanted to make Lomi out of compostable bioplastics, but they had to adhere to safety requirements, and Lomi is safe. Okay, so what does this answer tell me? It doesn't tell me much, but it does tell me that while the exterior is made of recyclable plastic, that is not the same as recycled plastic, my friend. So new plastic was created to make the Lomi. I'm not happy about that. And then the interior is made of metals. What metals? Where did you source it? My spidey sense went off onto high alert when. I went to the website, there was very minimal information, and I was left with more questions than answers. And now, finally, my final drawback to the Lomi is the electricity usage. Katie, I'm sorry you had to get <laughs> to minute 13 of this show for me to actually answer your question, but here we are. So, you asked about the energy requirements. Overall, Lomi uses less than one kilowatt hour on any of its three cycles. So, each cycle, requires a different amount of electricity. The grow mode, which is the 12 plus hours composting cycle, the longest one, uses about one kilowatt hour. So for ease of math, we're gonna use one kilowatt hour per use, per cycle. Okay, so in order to answer Katie's question, we need to talk about electricity in the United States. Electricity in the United States is generated by fossil fuels like natural gas, coal, petroleum, as well as nuclear energy and renewable energy like wind, solar, biomass. So for the sake of this conversation, electricity generation centers in the United States use fossil fuels, nuclear energy, and renewable energy in different percentages to generate electricity and send it to your home. Now, do you have any guesses on which of those three energy sources is used most often in electricity generation? I'll give you a second to think about it. Your choices are fossil fuels, nuclear energy, renewable energy. Which one do you think is used the most? Yes, it is, of course, those pesky fossil fuels that we are so reliant on. As of 2021, of all electricity generated in the United States, 60.8% of it, so the lion's share of it, came from fossil fuels. Nuclear energy comprised 18.9% of all electricity generated, and renewable energy coming in at 20.1%. Okay, so I'm going to let that sit for a minute. We're hearing a lot about the rise of renewable energy, right? In my neck of the woods, people are protesting how ugly wind turbines are. But despite the increase in renewable technologies, we are still heavily relying on fossil fuels to generate electricity. We're relying three to one on fossil fuels. Now, I know I sound like a broken record, but I'm going with it. Fossil fuels are responsible for global warming and therefore climate change. And so until we reduce our reliance on them so that renewable energy is what generates the lion's share of our electricity-related needs, then we should be wary of any new appliance we're potentially buying that requires electricity. And I should say, too, that Pella markets the Lomi as the future of composting. And so if that's the case, if the future of composting requires fossil fuels and then becomes no longer a natural process overseen by Mother Nature, then I'm wary about the future of composting, personally. All right, so back to the numbers. You're probably wondering, well, how much is one kilowatt hour? It sounds small, right? It sounds as though if it's just one kilowatt hour, but I'm reducing so much food waste, it sounds great. The benefits outweigh the drawbacks, right? Well, according to sunpower.com, the average American household uses about 900 kilowatt hours per month. That's 30 kilowatt hours per day or 1.25 kilowatt hours per hour. So if you invest in a Lomi and you use it every day, you'll be coming in at approximately 31 kilowatt hours per day because you're using it once a day or 930 kilowatt hours per month or 11,160 per year. In the United States, as of this recording, the average price for one kilowatt hour of electricity is 10.5 cents. So I'm going to round up for math's sake to 11 cents. That is $3.30 extra on your electric bill per month or an extra $40 per year on electricity, assuming you run the LOMI once a day. Now, I wanna talk to you a little bit more about electricity. We're going off on a tangent. Stay with me. I'm hoping you're gonna learn something. Have you ever looked at your electric bill? Have you ever really looked at it? I pulled our most recent one out in preparation for this episode. And so last month, I looked at it, we used 735 kilowatt hours of electricity. So slightly below the 900 kilowatt hours US average. So pat myself on the back for that. But I just mentioned how the US average price for kilowatt hours is 10.5 cents. Here in Massachusetts, where I live, we're getting charged 22 cents per kilowatt hour. So double. <laughs> my bill also told me who my energy supplier is. It says supplier, and then it says the company name. And then I went to the website to learn exactly where, exactly how electricity was sourced. I went to the, I'm not going to use names, but I went to the site. I was surprised to learn that even though I live in New England, the supplier for my electric company was one that is headquartered in Florida. And on this supplier's website, there was an awful lot of talk about clean energy, renewable energy. Heck, there were even pictures of wind turbines. And so I'm thinking to myself, holy moly, is 100% of the electricity in my home sourced from renewable sources? I was so excited, but then I thought to myself, don't get ahead of yourself. Let's call. Because although these buzzwords, clean energy, renewable energy, were used ad nauseum, there still wasn't much supporting facts. So I called the company. I told them I was a journalist. I Also left out the fact that I'm a customer. But after an awful lot of runaround, after an awful lot of PR pitches, after at least 35 minutes on the phone, I did learn that despite the nice pictures on the website Despite the happy, smiling family on the website under crisp, clear blue skies, despite the word clean energy and renewable energy so many times on the website, the energy that was sourced to my house in Massachusetts came from nuclear sources. And so I'm not going to talk about nuclear today. If you have any interest in me doing an episode, a deep dive into nuclear energy, we can do that, but you need to reach out and tell me you want that. But I would don't consider nuclear energy to be particularly clean. The mining and the milling and the enrichment of uranium to make nuclear fuel is extremely energy intensive. It does result in the emission of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. and so. The clean claims, the renewable claims were incredibly misleading. So helpful hint here, helpful tip, check out your energy bill, do a little bit of digging. My final word here for you today is that entrepreneurs are always looking for a new it product to woo us consumers. And we, consumers, are always looking for a new product to solve all our problems, It is incredibly important to remember that composting is a natural process. And the more that we as humans can do to stay out of it, stay out of the natural process, (laughs) the better. That said, if you can't compost for whatever reason by some alternative means, perhaps you don't have a yard. Perhaps you live in an apartment. Perhaps you don't want to vermicompost with worms. If you are interested in composting, but actually genuinely can't compost, the natural way, the quote unquote natural way for whatever reason, and you have $400 to spend plus $39 every three months, then I do believe that Lomi will significantly cut back on your trash production. I do see Lomi working best for apartment dwellers without outdoor space who create some food waste, but not an overwhelming amount. So for the rest of us, for those of us who do have outdoor space, for those of us who do have perhaps a fire escape for a vermicompost bin, you do not need another it product, even though there's buzz around the product, and even though it's sleek looking, and even though it says it's going to be super easy. I am an avid outdoor composter. I go out there in my bathrobe. I go out there in my pajamas. My neighbors listening know this to be true. I do not think that outdoor composting is hard at all. I do not think I need a new device to take the stress out of it. One of the biggest tenets of minimalism that we talk all about on this show is it's about subtracting things from our life, going back to nature when we can, taking products away, and not adding things unless we absolutely have to. So I so hope you enjoyed this product review, this unbiased product review. If you have a Lomi, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love your thoughts. And if you like this type of episode, you like these product reviews, just send me a product link that you've been spying. Send me your product link, send me your questions, and I'll do the research for you. I'll make an episode into it. And I'm so thrilled to be able to help you in that way. I will see you on Tuesday for another episode of the podcast where I am interviewing a sustainable fashion expert. And what are we talking about? We are talking about the evolution of plant-based fibers. It's a really fascinating interview and I so hope you enjoy it. I will see you then. Don't forget to review this show. Review it, rate it, tell a friend, help it grow. I'm talking to you. If you haven't done it yet and you've been listening for a while, I am talking to you and thank you so much. Reach out to me if you need me, my emails in the show notes. See you soon and take care.